Would you go to that popsicle truck and get us a couple of sweet ices? Yeah, I'll do There must be about 20 okay. cars. They're all piled up, one on top of the other, some of them upside down. Oh, no, I on. saw a leg sticking out. That's my phone. I want to make sure it wasn't, you know, near me and vibrating and making weird things. Mine's so. over there too, right? Yes. Yeah. And it's off. It's over in that it's off. yonder. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Jeff. It's the start of the episode, everybody. It is the start of the episode, everybody. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Welcome back to Top Shelf. This is episode 44. 44. Movie and 59. Yes. Yes. We are in the 50s, Lindsay, on our way down. <laughs> We're getting closer. We are almost at, well, not almost. I mean, we have six more episodes, but we are almost at episode 50. <laughs> episode 50. Which we're thinking of doing a video podcast for? Well, that'll be number 50 on the list. We're going to hit episode 50 before we hit number 50 on the list. Oh. Because of all the bonus oh, ones. Oh, yep. And it's all Do off. we count the apology episode as an episode? No, I okay. pulled that off. I don't think so. Because apparently a lot of people listen to it. Yes, it did. Yeah, apparently, we were looking at our stats. Because we're sorry. We're sorry. We wanna. We wanna. You know. Sorry. Well, anyways, this is number fifty nine. What did we watch, Lindsay? At number fifty nine, we watched Nashville from mm. nineteen seventy five. Numbers, yes, Nashville. Um, not the TV show. Not the TV that's show. Currently on ABC. No, it has nothing to do with the television show. At least as far as I can tell. No, it just happened to be called Nashville. Yeah, because um, it's a place. Nashville is. Really? Tell me yeah. more about this it's mystical place called Nashville. <laughs> this magical place called <laughs> na, 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 Nash, na, Nash, Nashville. Nashville. <laughs> it's not funny when we do it. It's not at all. Well, the um, desoliation of smog. All right. Well, uh, what? what is the uh, what is the summary? Real, 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 real quickly. Did you like the movie? Yeah, I did. Did you like it? How much <laughs> did you like it? I just rated it on IMDb as an 8 out of 10. Okay. Because okay. I realized I can do that without having to log into my account, apparently. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, thought, I thought the movie was okay. I liked I, it. I didn't love it. No, I... I, I it, it, you know... But I, I think if it's on TV and you happen to run past it, catch it, it's good. Watch it. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's long. It's, it's a little long. two hours and 40 minutes long. We're getting into some pretty lengthy ones yeah. now. I'm sorry. <clears throat> My throat decided just to stop working there. Oh, okay. <laughs> was in the midst of telling you something. Uh, My throat said, "You know what? No, you're done." Now so you're a frog. Let me drink. I'm a, I'm I'm a frog. Ribbit. Boom! You're a frog. I am a frog now. Yay! I'm a oh. Wouldn't that be great if you got a frog in your throat and you actually started speaking like Kermit? That would be cool. The irony behind that. It would. Uh, it'd be very uh, cool. Okay. Anyways, Lindsay, uh, do the summary from IMDb. Okay, Kermit. Over the course of a few hectic days, numerous interrelated people prepare for a political convention as secrets and lies are surfaced and revealed. I think it's a really misleading summary. I was going to say, that summary sounds a hell of a lot more interesting than the movie we just watched. Okay, that is true, but in reality, it's a good, it's a good kind of study of people. Yes. Is that, is it's that fair to say? very much so a people, a person study. Yes, that is, this movie is dedicated it's to not like, like a, it's not really a character study. I don't, I wouldn't go as, to, as far to say that because there's so many people in the movie, you don't really get to develop anyone's character. I think they try very quickly to develop people eh. and they don't spend enough time. Eh. Like this could be a television show. 
Yes. That could have been a that TV show, actually. That could have been a TV show or a miniseries Right, or I'm making a miniseries that lasted six to nine episodes yeah. that were two hours apiece. Focus on each of the characters and then that last episode be... All the, of the, ending, car- of the ending of the movie where they all we come together. We can spoil this movie, right? Yeah, it's it's out of it. So forewarning, kiddos, spoilers. Yeah, if you want to know what happens. Yeah, or um, if you don't want to know what happens, stop listening. We're gonna spoil it. But, um, but do your um, you did your yeah, do that. You do can't your- watch it anywhere. It's not being streamed anywhere. So it's gonna it. I mean, it's 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 on the Criterion Collection. Yeah, and there's a reason why it's on the Criterion Collection. People have li- there's libraries. People, there's libraries. Go if find it. You want to see it that bad? Yeah, go find it. Well, what's your summary, Lindsay? Is this, is this Country Blues Brothers? This is not Country Blues Brothers. <laughs> uh, which is a two-parter, mind you. Uh, <laughs> it was one of those... Yes, it was at the very beginning of the movie and then towards the end of the movie. I went, is this country... Actually, I think I believe I said, is this country and western Blues Brothers? Yeah. And then later like I went, I would like to make seconds. an amendment. <laughs> dot, <laughs> dot, dot. This is not country. This and is Western not Blues country and Western Blues Brothers. We got both types, country and, and Western. Western. That movie needs to be on this list. Um, Don't even get me started. <laughs> that's like that one movie. of my. That's one of my like top ten desert island movies. Don't even get me started on the fact that it's top not 10, on this huh? list. <laughs> Shut up. We need to finish is, this list first. By the way, is that going to be our summer bonus episode where we're going to do our top 10 desert island movies? Oh which my are just God. Yes, our it is. general top 10 films of yep. all time that we like. Yep. Yep. That would be a good summer one. All right. So maybe maybe come like June or so, June or July. We'll do that. That could one. be our 4th of July episode. There you go. Because that would be just a good like, this is our favorite movies. Let's do that. That's a good idea that I just had. Jeff, Thank quick. You. Remember that we put quick. this in here. Jeff from the end of June. Remember this. I'm not going to remember that at all. I'll write it down on a post-it. Ooh, I just had a really good thought about what we could do with the 4th of July as a friend group. Well, hold that thought. We will discuss that off oh, no, the microphone. Dan and Kim's wedding anniversary. <laughs> yes, They're usually is. gone or doing something. All right. Well, let me get onto the awards section, and then you can get onto the amazing trivia. Um, 7.8 out of 10. I f- didn't realize you didn't say that yet. No. And there is no... No Metascore. And uh, Roger Ebert... Do you see? Now you understand the whole color box thing, because you've got the iPad. Yeah, yeah. So now you know what it looks like when there's a thing. I have a, the iPad. I have a, the um, iPad. But I have a no mint. I don't like mint. Um, I don't like mint. <laughs> what other flavor you got? Callback! Um, so, uh, and yeah, Roger Ebert gave, this a, gave it a four stars out of four. That's on the website. Okay. So, okay, well, the awards for this film... These films awards. There was forty six uh, major. <laughs> not one. Not just one. This is the first one in t- in three weeks. For there's been more than just one or two awards. <laughs> that's good. One award. One award. Uh, forty six major award nominations. Twenty two wins. It actually was nominated for what is that? One, two, three, four, five, five Academy Awards. Did it, it was, win any of it them? It won one of those. So let me go over the ones that it was nominated for but did not win. Okay. Which would have been Best Director. Robert Altman. Okay. Uh, best actress in a supporting role, Lily Tomlin. Okay. Best in actress movie, in a supporting role. So actually, it was two best actresses in a supporting role. Okay. For uh, Ronee Blakely. So that would have been Blakely. Ronnie Blake. Yep. Wow. How the hell did I get Ronee? R O N N I E. Ronnie. No, it's R O N E E. It's still Ronnie. Yeah, you know, Ronee. It's Ronnie. Let's make her fancy. It's Ronnie. All right, it's Ronnie. Uh, so she was nominated. And then uh, best picture. Robert Altman. And then it was also, and then it, what it was nominated for and won was Best Music Original Song for the song I'm Easy, written by Keith 
Carradine, who also brother was... to David Carradine yes. from Keith the Carradine. Kill Bill franchise, who died in a really embarrassing way that we're not going to talk about in the closet of autoerotic asphyxiation, which means you choke yourself till you die. Well, well, having never mind. fun. Anyway, so yes, that was what it. That's what it was. Uh, oh. you said you have trivia regarding the music. For that's those in this who movie, are interested, so. Keith Carradine. Things you would know him from. Let's see. Correction: What you knew him from? Oh <laughs> well, no, um, a lot of people would know him from. Would Dexter, probably be Dexter. Would be his main thing. Frank Lundy on Dexter. He was in Cowboys and Aliens. He was on Dollhouse. He was in. He plays Penny's dad on The Big Bang Theory. <gasps> he was on the Penny's TV show. Dad. Yep. He was on the TV show Damages. I know him as Penny's dad. He was on Numbers. He's been on. Oh, he's the. He's a super bad guy on an episode of Criminal Minds or two. Spoilers. <laughs> no, you know from the opening of the episode that he's a bad guy. I know, it's, it's, a, it's a procedural comedy. He was Wild Bill Hickok on Deadwood. Oh. He's the voice of J. Jonah Jameson on Spider-Man the TV series. Um, He was on Star Trek Enterprise. He, yes. He is a set, he's, it, he is brother to... David and Robert Carradine. Carradine. Who's Robert Carradine? By the way, this film was nominated for 11 Golden Globes. And the only one that it won for out of that was also the song. So he was nominated and won an Oscar and a Golden Globe for the song that he wrote and performed in the movie, which will be featured at the end of this episode as the outgoing music, just for those of you who are wondering. Oh, that's Robert Carradine? Huh? Robert Carradine is, well, he was in Django Unchained, for one, but what everyone's going to know him from mm-hmm. is Revenge of the Nerds. Who's he in Revenge of the Nerds? Look him up real quick. Is he I'm, Booger? He's not Booger. That's oh. that's that's uh, Curtis Armstrong. Okay, okay. Oh, that's a good, good point. Well, why are we all looking at this up? Um, he's Louis Skolnick in Revenge of the Nerds. He's the one who goes, <laughs> he is Louis? <laughs> Was he the younger brother? He must be the younger one of the group because he's the young guy. He's only 59. He's 54 years old. Or he was born in wow. 1954. Oh, that's that's hello. Hi, that's new. I did not. That, well, I learned something from this podcast. Now, just making sure there isn't any other Robert Carradine. There's not. Well, and then one more quick thing for the awards, and then we'll move on here real quick. Uh, it also was entered and or it was nominated and won into the National Film Registry. The film Nashville, not Robert Carradine, um, got he into is the ten uh, years younger than Keith Carradine. Okay, so that's why. So he is he is the younger, probably the younger brother of him, or obviously would be the younger brother. Uh, but no, the film was entered in the National Film Registry in 1992, so it shall be preserved forever. And David Carradine was 72 when he died. So yeah, so David, it's David. Keith and then Robert. Mm-hmm. Those are the brothers in that order. And his, their father, John, was a character actor. Yeah, see, I know John Carradine from a whole bunch of old films. Oh, Anybody who's ever watched ever Mystery Car- Science Theater films have seen John Carradine. A ever times. Carradine is his niece. Which one? Keith? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's one of the it's one of the brothers' daughters then. Yeah. Gotcha. By the way, this film lost for Best Picture to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Which we get to watch. Yep. And then lost to Best Director for One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And then lost to uh, the Best Supporting Actresses, lost to Lee Grant in the movie Shampoo, which I have never heard of. I've heard of it. I've just never seen it. I have no idea what that movie is. 
satire oh it's a satire of a romantic comedy film okay well anyways so that is all that i have for the awards section if you would like to get on to your trivia section ever carradine must be robert carradine's daughter okay no that doesn't make any sense here i'll let me let me look that up you do your trivia i will look up the family you need to do your trivia because we need i've obviously fallen in a rabbit hole of carradine you need to keep going all right do your trivia. trivia During the filming of the car crash scene, drivers who were passing by stopped their cars and rushed to the scene of the accident, carrying first aid kits and blankets. That was a nice one. So random people who were not aware that they were People on the other side of the interstate, essentially. The film was very much improvised by the actors who used the screenplay only as a guide. They spent a great amount of their time in character and the movie was shot almost entirely in sequence. Because that was my one comment that I made about halfway through the film was that the way that the dialogue was being delivered by the actors, Mm -hmm. it felt like real people talking. It did not feel like they were reading from a script just because of the way that they stuttered and stammered and were waiting for another person to try like they were trying to get over the person. It just felt more real. So the original footage of this film was so long, it was almost released as two parallel movies, Nashville Red and Nashville Blue. All songs were recorded live rather than being pre-recorded in a studio. Each actor was required to write and perform their own songs for the movie. Gary Busey was originally going to play Tom and wrote the song Since You've Been You've Gone used in the film. So Gary Busey was originally going to be Keith Carradine's character. Oh my goodness. You have to remember Gary Busey was not always crazy. I know. I remember him from Lethal Weapon in the 80s. He was Mr. Joshua. They were the one that he burned his arm and he was still decent looking back then and not completely crazy. By the way, quick side note. Yes, Ever Carradine is Robert Carradine's daughter. Okay. Robert Altman originally wanted Susan Anspach. A-N-S-P-A-C-H. Susan Anspach? Who the hell is... Anspach. Why do they want both those Anspach. people? <laughs> whatever, to play Barbara Jean, but she refused because she wanted more money. Ready to film in Nashville with no one cast in the role, Altman, at the last minute, offered it to Ronnie Blakely, who was working as a backup singer in Nashville at the time and had contributed some songs to the film. Blakely ended up receiving an Academy Award nomination for her performance. So basically a filler. She was a filler in because somebody couldn't do it. Yep. That's cool. See, it's little things like that that's really cool when stuff like that happens. Robert Altman had Gwen Wells, who's the redhead who, when you watch the movie, is the one who's stuffing her shirt the first time you see her. Yep. Who can't sing for shit. Nope. (laughs) Robert Altman had Gwen Wells take singing lessons to sound better. The end result of those extended lessons is what you hear in the film. She is the most tone deaf person I've ever met. She was way off. And I know my sister. (laughs) Burn. I'm sorry. She knows she's toned up. It's fine. (laughs) The character of Barbara Jean is loosely based on Loretta Lynn. Loosely based. I don't think Loretta Lynn ended that way. All the bad musicians used in the film were real musicians working in Nashville at the time. Not shocking. In response to those who believed that the film was almost totally improvised and had little or no script, screenwriter Joan Tweaksbury Tweaksbury, that's how you say that, insisted that there were there was a solid script written by Robert Altman and herself that dictated all the actors or actions of all the characters and that the improvisational elements added by the actors were solely in aspects of the dialogue. So the uh, So, so she wrote the blocking? 
So she wrote the blocking. Essentially. And she wrote probably what, okay, this character has this arc. And the in plot, this scene. like the plot right. points. Like, okay, they're like in this sequence, Lily Tomlin's character and uh Warren Beatty's character are gonna have Warren Beatty. Did I say that? No, Warren it's Beatty. not Warren Beatty. It's 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 uh uh Ned Beatty. That's why I that's why I stopped. But it's probably she probably did. She probably wrote like in this scene, Lily Tomlin and Ned Beatty's character have a conversation regarding somebody on the phone. Like that's right. probably and the person on the phone probably she probably wrote yeah she probably wrote like a paragraph of what happens in each scene and then the actors just went with it. You know. While we're looking at this, can you look up who Barbara Harris was in this movie? Barbara Harris. After seeing the first footage of her work in the traffic jam scene, Barbara Harris reportedly ran out of the projection room, went home, and asked Robert Altman to meet with her immediately. Unhappy with her performance, Harris offered to put up her own money to have the scene reshot, and Altman told her no. I'm looking. The role of Linnea Reese was created for and by Louise Fletcher who herself was the daughter of two deaf parents and knew sign language. The role was eventually played by Lily Tomlin. Tomlin concluded that things worked out in the end. What? Because she was offered the role of Nurse Ratched in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and turned it down, which enabled Fletcher to eventually get it. So in a sense, they simply traded roles. <laughs> uh, for those of you who wanted to know, Barbara Harris was the one who at the end finally gets She's Albuquerque. She's Albuquerque. During the DVD commentary of the film, Robert Altman plays a tribute to Tommy Thompson, who was the assistant director on almost all of Altman's films and who had dropped dead on the set of Dr. T and the Women a week before Altman did the commentary. Oh. Well, that's depressing. The role of runaway wife Albuquerque, eventually played by Barbara Harris, which I would have figured out if I just read further down the page, was offered to Bette Midler and then Bernadette Peters. Oh, okay. Uh, the breaking off of the airport parking lot gate by an excite- exiting vehicle was not intentional. That's Oops. towards the beginning. <laughs> and spoiler alert. Spoilers. Faced with an impending rainstorm which threatened to ruin the filming of Barbara Jean's assassination with no recourse as the production's budget had run dry, Robert Altman reportedly screamed at the sky ordering the rain to stop. The rain did indeed stop and the filming of the scene was completed. <laughs> the end. Well, let me do my things that I've learned on okay. this particular movie. I have eight things that I learned from this. By the way, um, I made the decision during the watching of this movie that this list is going to be, uh, it's going to have a second title to it. Okay. It's going to be things I learned or, let's see, how, how did I want to state that? Like things I learned or stuff I, wait, I don't know, how do I want to do that? Like comments and observations. Yeah, like th- things I learned or <laughs> comments and observations or something like that. Because it's, Well, it was it's, also, it used to be questions too. Did right. it originally start as questions? It started off as questions like why this. And then it became this. things that you learned, and Be- now it's just questions, it's, or it's things and comments. It's general comments. Stuff and things. Stuff and things. Stuff and things. We'll call it stuff and things. I need this because of reasons. Stuff and things I learned. Um, number one, the incredible shrinking woman and the head Nazi can both sing. Who knew about that? It's Lily yeah. Tomlin and, and Henry Gibson. Yeah, that's right. I'm busting out those references, Obviously. kids. I'm busting out two television characters. Illinois Nazis. Uh, number two. That's not Ron Burgundy. No. Just a new but reporter. But it looks like Ron Burgundy. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. Number three. Smoking in the hospital is absolutely not a problem. Yep. No problem. Fine. Just go ahead it's and light fine. up there, Shelley Duvall. Sure. 
Yeah. Number Ooh, I looked up. She's super thin in this movie. Really I looked up thin. to see if she'd ever had an eating disorder. There was documentation of it if she did. She Just was saying. really thin. Like, that woman was literally a stick. She was a yardstick. She was a walking, talking yardstick. She had no... Nothing. Nothing, nothing anywhere on that body. Nope. <sighs> not saying that she wasn't pretty. She just, no, she's... She well, she's oddly thin. pretty. Yes, she is oddly pretty. Number four. That's not Stephen King. <laughs> it's, it's not just the Stephen all the, King. It's just, all, it's just the uh, All My Children guy, actually. He was oh, apparently on All My Children. Okay. Number five. Jeff Goldblum is a magician. He never speaks in this movie. No. Once. I'm kind of sad. I was kind of well, waiting. Well, you keep... Oh, yeah. Surprise. We should go over who is all in the movie when we're uh, after oh, this okay. list. Because there's a lot of people in this movie that I think a lot of people will recognize. Number six. Schlitz was the only alcoholic beverage available in the 70s. Yep. Because that's all anybody drank. Number seven. That's not Scott Mosier. That's just Keith no. Carradine. Who doesn't look like Keith Carradine. <laughs> no. And number eight, that's not Elliot Gould. Oh, actually, yes, it is. Yeah, that is actually <laughs> Elliot Gould. So that's the that's the stuff and things from this episode. Uh, I like that title, stuff and things. Stuff and things. I like that. No, it's stuff and things. things. I'm not stuffing. No, things. stuff and things. Oh, stuffing things sounds kind of interesting. So here's a, who's here's who's in this movie. Yes, there's a lot of people in this. Keith movie. Carradine. Yep. Karen Black. Who I know her from House of a Thousand Corpses. She's dead at this time. <laughs> Shelley Downer. Du- Shelley Duvall. Whom everybody would know from The Shining and Popeye and... Um, Mother Goose's Rock and Rhyme. Yep. Yeah, because that's what she started producing in the later. Have you seen Mother Goose's Rock and Rhyme? Yeah, she did a whole series of uh, like children's stuff. I thought I was the only person who'd seen. No, 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 no. Well, actually, that's what you're talking to. (laughs) Because there was a BuzzFeed article about how Mother Goose's Rock and Rhyme is terrifying. Yes, a little bit. Um, Ned Beatty. Who was Ned Beatty was also who's already been in one of our past films. He was in Network. He was the one that showed up for the last five or for five minutes scene and got an Oscar nomination for it. He's also in Deliverance. Yep, and he's been in a lot of stuff. Recently, he's the voice of Lotso from Toy Story Three. Toy Story Three. He's also in Superman. Oh, yeah, he is. He's uh, Lex Luthor's uh, uh, sidekick. Okay. Or henchman. Whatever Geraldine Chaplin. Ah, uh, Geraldine Chaplin. Daughter of... Charlie. Charlie Chaplin. From his last wife. Daughter or granddaughter? Daughter. Daughter, okay. Because she played her own grandmother in Chaplin. Okay. Which is just... Sorry, that's just messed up. <laughs> Henry Gibson. Scott Glenn, who plays oh, Jack Glenn. Crawford in Silence of the Lambs. Oh, oh, he's also in Training Day. Oh, in the Bourne films. Oh, I didn't. I Lily Tomlin. Um, Jeff Goldblum, Elliot Gould, Julie Christie. So upset that Jeff Goldblum did not open his mouth. Not what? I mean, basically, here let's just say this: Jeff Goldblum's appearance in the film was enough goofiness. He's that old. He's old, isn't he? Sixty-one. Yeah. Looks good for it. He's he's a Harrison Ford. Oh, he's gotten good. He's gotten almost better looking with age. Although he's put on I've a little bit of weight. I've said it once. I've said it a thousand times. Yeah. 1990s Jeff Goldblum. Abuh. You're just thinking of that scene in Jurassic Park where he's laying <laughs> on the table like the Playboy, like sexy Goldblum pose that he's doing unnecessarily. Oh my god! But look at like his head, like his picture on IMDb. Yeah. 
He Harrison looked, Ford did not age well. Jeff Goldblum has aged Jeff well. Jeff Goldblum actually has aged well. And yeah, like he looks yeah. he looks okay he for looks an nice. older man. God, he's hysterical in Portlandia. <laughs> but yeah, so there's a ton of people in this film that you're probably gonna recognize them at least if 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 not by face, oh, maybe Jeff by name. Goldblum. So and then yes, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, basically the outfit that he wore and what oh. he did in the movie is crazy enough to make up for the fact that he never opened his mouth. I forgot that he's in the Grand Budapest Hotel. You don't care. Don't talk to me. I do not care. <laughs> because it's a Wes Anderson movie, so you're not going to care. I was like, oh, that man made it another movie, apparently. Sorry, everybody. I just don't. Whatever. I just don't. I I don't want to say I don't get it. This it's not his... that I don't get his movies. I just. This was like the second movie he was ever in. This one? He was in Death Wish. Oh, really? It was his first first movie, 1974. He was freak number one. <laughs> then he I was love in when some movie. Like he that. was in some movie called California Split with Elliot Gould. Oh, of course. And George Segal, who was allegedly in this movie at some, was gonna be in this movie at some point. George Segal, who was in Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Yeah, yeah. That's nuts. I did not know that. And then he was in Nashville. Then he was on an episode of Starsky and Hutch. And Welcome yeah. to the Jeff Goldblum IMDb read hour. <laughs> oh, he's in Annie Hall. There's oh. a reason to watch Annie Hall. His first That like, may or may not be the only reason I'm gonna watch uh, Annie yeah. Hall. I'm sorry. His, his first like big deal movie was like Was it The Fly? He's in Silverado. Isn't that on the list? Transylvania 65,000. Hey, that's a good, that's a stupid ass good it. movie, I've never though. Seen that's it. one of those, like, just ridiculous. Can't believe it got made, but it's eight. It was the 80s. What can you say? Well, so, uh, my opinions on the movie, Lindsay. Um, what did you think about the film overall? Uh, would you recommend it to other people? Yeah, I said, like, if it's on TV, check it out. Like, Give it a give it a view. Again, if you're doing basically what we're the doing. The music's actually pretty good. The music's not bad, and I don't like country western. I don't music really or either. Bluesgrass music, but it's still But it's good. It I wasn't liked bad. this I like the song that Keith Carradine won the Oscar for. Yeah, it was a good And the song that he and the chicks sing before that song is good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That one was a good song too. I'll have to find it. It had good harmony in it. Yes. I like good harmony. But um I thought it was an okay movie. I I don't know. I the ending Okay. <laughs> so during the credits of the movie, I spent the entire credit sequence. Oh, the trying... credit sequence of this movie is great. Credit sequence. The opening one or the end one? Are we talking about the end credits? The opening credits. Oh, the opening credits. Where it goes on for like 15 minutes. What, the beginning or the end? The beginning one. No, where it looks like it's a commercial for the soundtrack. Yes. Okay. So this or it movie. Where is a commercial for the soundtrack? The movie starts at least. The copy that I had, which is a Criterion Collection copy, starts with a two-minute commercial for the soundtrack to the movie. Mm -hmm. No joke. And no. then basically the movie starts after that. Like it goes off and lists all the songs that are on it, all the artists that are in it. It's yep. showing all it's showing all the actors, all this stuff. It's like, oh, like I actually thought for a split second that there was something wrong with my copy or like we were watching like some bonus feature because that's kind of what it looked like as it was playing uh -huh. and i'm like all right like, well, whatever but no so it, it was an interesting in, interesting opening credits that was really interesting the end credits um the actual credits themselves stopped playing and the 
song that they were singing continued on for an additional two and a half minutes over yep. a black screen. Like my, I turned my television off and it was just still playing in the background, but because there was no visual aid. But um, during the end credits, I am watching it, and we already we already said that uh, the girl gets shot. Okay, yes. so the guy who Barbara shoots Jean her, gets shot. Barbara Jean gets shot. The guy who shoots her, Kenny, who is the one that I we made the joke to look like Stephen King because he kind of yep. did, um, like a young Stephen King. My issue. Maybe I missed it. So please, people listening, if if I missed the reasoning behind why he shot Barbara Jean, post it on our Facebook. But I looked it up and I couldn't find anybody online. I'm telling you, it's because he is mentally he was unstable. Just crazy. Because here's the thing. If you go back to the scene where he's talking to his mom on right. the phone and she's like super worried about because him. Because he left and nobody, nobody knew where he went. Right. And he and and he's like, Mom, don't talk to me like that. And like, yeah. he hangs up the phone, which and then continues to pretend to have the conversation, which with her, happens in which this is movie twice. Creepy and weird. Yes, it happens in this movie twice. Lee Tomlin does it early in the movie when she's talking to Tom on the phone. Right. She hangs up on him and continues talking. And then later on in the film, when when Kenny does it talking to his mom, he does it. And I thought Kenny it was weird. also um, Shelley Duvall's character, who was L.A. Joan, I believe is her name. Yeah. Although, like, what does her uncle call her? Oh, like I don't know. Marie remember. or something yeah. like that? No, Martha. 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 Because I made a comment. <laughs> like, it's, I don't know. But she's sitting in the room that he's renting in their house, yep. and she picks up his violin case, spoilers, and, like, tries to open it, and he gets, like, really pissed at her about it. Yeah. So, it's like, not stable. Mentally stable. So, like, basically... That's why anyone assassinates anyone. Right, right. And I'm just, like... At least non-politically. I guess, personally, I just wanted it, like like to know what his tipping point was like that I guess was that's what was going through my head and I have a problem like this because this is when I write stuff I always come up with all like even if it's never mentioned I at least come up with what the backstory is and I try to put little subtle hints as to why they're Again, doing it not but, a lot of character development in this movie I know, it's more of what, a it's not a character study it's more of a study of people in like groups I guess so, a I mean, snapshot I, of the time period. Yes. So, okay. Why That's it's why on the it's list. on this list. We, yeah, we agree. I don't know if it know. needs to be this high up on the list. No. I don't think it needs to be above Goodfellas. So this is new, you said? Hmm? I think this could easily be in the 70s. Yeah. Ironically, it should be in the <laughs> 70s. Um, this is funny. Maybe close idiot. down by like Easy Rider. <sighs> Shut up. Which they reference in <laughs> yes, the movie. they did. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Oh, which, what is it? Lily Thomas is like, oh, well, ever since Easy Rider came out, everybody just wants to ride around on those motorcycles. Referring to Jeff, Jeff Goldblum's Goldblum. tricycle, mm, the I motorcycle. I think I'm going to watch Independence Day. Because I don't own Jurassic Park on Blu-ray yet. But like, I don't know. I, that that was the one thing that kind of bugged me, I guess. And it's so weird that that was what bugged me. But I don't know. It just. Yeah, you got real fixated I on I did. That. Like, I just. Why? I mm. I understand like people go crazy and they have weird fixations with them, but it didn't not. You ever seem... read about the guy who shot John Lennon? Because he was a nut job, right? And like that's all I kept coming back to. Like in my head, I'm thinking of like, okay, so when 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 John Len when John Lennon got shot, you know, like I'm just thinking of, like when celebrities or when like politicians. Someone tried and stuff to assassinate George Harrison a couple times too. Tried to kill him. Someone tried to stab him. What? That's why George Harrison towards the end became a total recluse. Yeah. Is because, like, he almost got killed, like, two times. Because the Beatles do weird shit to people's brains. Okay, I was just going to say, like, okay, I like the Beatles. I really do like the Beatles and do not take offense to it. Why would someone want to kill George Harrison? 
I don't know. Like why? Like what? I don't. I don't know what the circumstances. I think it was just a crazed fan. Because like John Lennon, I guess I understand he was the. I mean, I know they all shared. Here's they the all thing. shared as someone sound time, as but. someone who fixates really strong. I'm really obsessive. No, I'm really passionate about things I really love because I'm a geek like yeah. that. I still have control of my brain. Like, I don't think I'm meant to be. Okay, so case in point, right now, my current, like, super fixation is Supernatural. Mm -hmm. Because I've just, I've been watching it a lot, I've been on break, I like the show, I like the actors on it. Stop looking at me like that. (laughs) Doctor Who. Okay, Doctor Who. Yes. Because we all love Doctor Who. I Okay, most of us around me love Doctor Who. Yep. I don't think that, you know, the Doctor is a real person who is going to, like, come for me one day. It'd be cool, but like it's not. If the TARDIS showed up in your oh, driveway, oh, if the TARDIS showed in my driveway, I would. By the it, way, I would eat my words. By the way, you were coming to get me. Okay, fine. And then we will, we will go. We get have Colin, to get Colin, and then we'll get. And you. then we're just leaving. Okay. <laughs> anyway, sorry guys, if this podcast See, this stops, is, this is this is this is what I mean by we have control of our faculties and our sanity here, but the, you know I'm not like. 14 year old fangirl obsessed where I think that you know Matt Smith is like I don't like attach the character to their actor and think it's like I don't I don't don't see Matt Smith and go that's the doctor that's not Matt Smith I don't live in the land of delusion gotcha people who get that crazed about things like the Beatles I mean Charles Manson was that's what happened with that a little bit Um, the guy who shot John Lennon like all that stuff People they can't get separate the, the fact from fiction. Like the whole um, Jodie Foster thing when she yeah. was little. Yeah. That's another example of that. It just happens because people aren't, there's people in this world who are mentally unstable. That's just how it is. And I guess the way my head works is I try to, I try to give reasoning behind everything. And if I, if there is no reasoning behind it, then it's, then it, it's, it, it's almost like it does not compute. That's because your brain functions relatively normally. Like, I have to be like, well, there's got to be a reason for this. Relatively normally. What are you saying? <laughs> you were giving me stupid looks when I was talking about Supernatural. It's because it's Supernatural. It's a good show. <laughs> Shut your mouth. It's been on for nine seasons. Simply because there's a fan base that watches it. I know. I know. Chuck only got five seasons out of that. That had a fan base. Yeah, that only got it on for five seasons. Yeah. Supernatural's been like, borderline being canceled for like eight years and it's still on tv because it's a good show it's well written and has good character development when people kill each other in that show do they explain it yes okay then i'm okay with it if they don't explain it immediately they explain it eventually okay so what you're saying is we need a sequel to nashville there almost was 30 Nashville years red ago. And Nashville blue. 30 years later. Half when the cast like half is the dead. cast is dead. <laughs> what? American Graffiti kind of did it. So why can't these guys do it? By the way, the American Graffiti sequel is the dumbest piece of crap did you I've watch ever it? seen in my oh, life. Oh, man. I'm sorry. that like Wasn't it called more American Graffiti? It was. I don't even remember the name. Like, I've already <laughs> just blocked it out of my head. Like, I understand what they were doing and how they shot it, and it was creative in that way, but besides that, it was terrible. So, anyways, <laughs> the next movie on the list, Lindsay. <laughs> the Gold Rush. <laughs> more Charlie Chaplin. It's convenient that Geraldine Chaplin is in this film. It is called her, More American Graffiti. It is More American Graffiti. And then her 
father is in our next movie. Yes. There's connection yeah, between yes. everything. Mm-hmm. Yay, Gold Rush. A silent film, mind you. Yep. I don't even think there's... I do not recall there being any talking in the Gold Rush. Not a talkie. So I, I apologize, Lindsay. You will have to pay attention. <laughs> we will have to watch... No, correction. We will have to continue to watch the movie. Yeah. We get off on... We, we do get slightly sidetracked from time to again. Time yeah, it's again, usually so. when we're doing research. Yes, this is true. But, uh, so that's our next movie. It is. Yay! Yay! Number 45. Uh, no, number yes, 40. Yes, this is episode 44. Episode 45, not movie 45. No! Don't freak me out. I'm like, no! We're on episode Lindsay, 58. Lindsay, don't you remember when we did Lord of the Rings? Lindsay, come on. Where are you at? Man, no wonder why you haven't talked much in the last 15 episodes. <laughs> Okay, I've been up since five. Let's shut this down. All right. Well, that's a happy ending. Yay, Lindsay. (laughs) You wake up to an email at five o'clock that, like, essentially tells you you're going to spend just shy of an hour and a half working with middle school viola players when you don't play the viola. That's why I don't play the viola. (laughs) Or work with middle school kids. I also don't check my email at five in the morning. Well, with that, everybody. I'm not going to anymore. We are gonna say goodbye. It's all over here. It's gotta be. <laughs> and it's snowing. And that one went out to Radio Rahim. Good night, Radio Rahim. Whatever you are. This movie goes out to Radio Rahim. I apologize, Radio Rahim, that this movie couldn't have been better, but it was okay. It was good, nonetheless. So, Jeff didn't like this movie. He goodbye. Just say it. No, it's not that I didn't like it. I just thought it was okay. It was okay. It was okay. Okay. Is close to me saying you don't it's like okay. movies from like the seventies. I don't really, I really don't. Cause guess what? No, I'm not even gonna say that. We're gonna wait till we get to that movie. Yeah, I'm leaving you hanging on that one. Not even gonna tell you. If which you one. are talking about not Jaws, tell, I will no, kill no, you. Not okay. Jaws. Not even gonna tell. Not even. <laughs> okay, we will at one point have a lengthy conversation about my feelings towards movies from the seventies at a later date. Not right now. So, with that, everybody, goodbye, everybody, goodbye. goodbye. Oh, you're looking up what movie it is now, aren't you? Is it Taxi Driver? <laughs> I'm not saying a is damn thing. Is it MASH? Thing. Is it Rocky? Bye, everybody. Is it Jaws? Is it Annie Hall? Is it One Floor Over the Cuckoo's Nest? No, I've seen that one. Godfather Part 2? I'm. You know what? Apocalypse Now? Are you literally just listing off every movie that's yep. made in the 70s Chinatown? on list? All right, well, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody, goodbye. Ending on The Godfather? Yeah, I'm easy. Give the word, I'll play your game As though that's how it ought to be Cause I'm easy Hello Internet Dwellers, this is Jeff Bell, president of the Ghost Hat Network, here at the end of this episode to give a quick plug about some of our other exciting shows. But wait a minute, Jeff, you have other shows? Why, yes, random listener, we do. If you head over to ghosthat.net, you can find a heap of shows we produce on a semi-regular basis. Like... Super Happy Fun Time, the podcast where Colin Kirchner and myself sit one-on-one and talk movies, TV, video games, and other big things we care about. The Midnight Sleuth, a comedy detective mystery show in the style of old-time radio that follows the adventures of Midnight Sleuth and his partner, Linda Talbot, as they solve crimes, stop the bad guys, and poke fun at the source material. Famous Person Story Time, a podcast where celebrities retell their favorite nursery rhymes or fairy tales as best as they can remember it, even if that memory is completely wrong. 
So if you're in need of some new shows to listen to on your commute, while working out, or simply relaxing at home, be sure to head over to ghosthat.net now and subscribe to our shows. For more information about this and other projects, visit our official website at www.ghosthat.net or like us on Facebook at facebook.com ghosthat.